Hello. Now, this isn't a normal intro. I know you were looking forward to our awesome, fantastic, ridiculously cool music. I get it. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's coming in just a few moments, I promise. But Andrew and I were talking this last week uh, about kind of what our, what our top three episodes uh, that, that we thought was, was really impactful to us, where we learned a lot through that conversation, or uh, we got a lot of feedback from, from people of, of, of that conversation, how it impacted their lives, or we just thought it was a great episode all around. And, and we made that list, and we wanted to start a new series um, during the summer, um, since it can be difficult for Andrew and I to align our schedules sometimes. And we thought we'd start a new series. We're going to call it Replay. A couple of times this summer, um, we're going to run this series. We're going to run a replay of one of our, yes, 90-0 episodes, ones that we think um, can be greatly impactful um, to those that are listening today. We've, we've gained a lot of listeners over the last year. There's a really good chance, I would assume, uh, that you haven't had the opportunity to go back and listen to all 90, yes, 90 episodes. Um, so this is an opportunity to kind of hear our favorites uh, over a couple of weeks uh, through the summer um, as we try to align our schedules back up. Um, and get some more episodes out to you as we kick off that new series um, where we're talking just through Jesus. What is Jesus from the human, human side of who he is, relational side of who he is? What does he look like? Uh, how do they interact with us? And what can we learn um, from those interactions? But before we get there, let me just say this. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for taking the time out of your day. Thanks for journeying with us as we learn how to foster a relationship with God and foster a relationship with people better. And hopefully, you know, we've been a place of inspiration, a place of, of resource um, to help you do the same. This first episode in the Repay Play series is called I'll Take the Hit. I think we actually call it something else uh, when we kick off the podcast. Uh, we're going through um, How to Love, uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Um, and we ended up calling it eventually, I'll Take the Hit. I think it was a line Andrew said somewhere along the way. The audio for this episode isn't great, but the content we think is top-notch solid, and we find ourselves repeating these things to ourselves and to others on a pretty regular basis. So join us as we dig back into this replay of episode 30, I'll Take the Hit. This is episode 30, Love Always Protects. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. hey Josh. Andrew. How are Dude, how you goes it? doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm doing, doing pretty good. fantastic. Uh, we just spent the last 10 minutes talking about our beauty routines. Um, <laughs> notice that's not on the podcast. Because well, that started amazing. because I was saying I have huge bags under that's my right. eyes right now because my that's daughter right. did not sleep well last night. So I didn't sleep well last night. And you're like, dude, I got some stuff that can fix that. So, yeah, yeah that's how we got in the conversation. Like yeah. we're old now and that's just the reality of it. And right. we can embrace it or we can cry ourselves to sleep. I choose to cry myself yeah. to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, before we started, I had five cookies. This was post lunch. Nice. I had five cookies dipped in coffee. They're like these, like ginger snap style cookies. So good. So I'm doing good, Are man. I'm, I'm maybe that Jana put on her Instagram. 
These are actually store-bought ones. Um, I've been eating the ones Jana made too, uh, but I've been eating a lot of cookies in the last couple of days. Um, and I'm going to eat season. many more. I know, dude. It's yeah. I, I love cookie season. I'm about it, especially when you have coffee to dip it in. So, yeah, man, I'm just uh, riding a sugar high and feeling good for sure. Nice. Not bad at all. Uh, more cookies are better. That's what I always say. I don't think I've ever said that a day in my life, but it's still true. <laughs> oh, man. How you doing? Things are good? Weather? What's the weather like out in PA right now? You know, it's uh, it's cold but beautiful. It's been, like, close to freezing for the last couple days. Man, I've been having – so we have a fireplace that um, for a while had, like, a propane insert in it, and I pulled that out because uh, I wanted to be able to burn wood through it. I'm going to put this wood burning insert in there. Long story short, we've been having like a killer fire each night and it's like the, nice. it's best. Totally puts me in Christmas spirit because we have our mantle decorated, watching football or whatever's on, you know, but with a nice roaring fire going. So it's been good, man. It's like the start of winter nice. officially here and I'm digging it. What about you? How's it? How's life sometimes, in Colorado? I, sometimes I tell my home pod to play the play fireplace sounds, um, which she rightfully does. Uh, my dog nice. does not like it. Um, I'm not really sure what his issue is, but he just stares at the door. My HomePod's near my front door. Uh, and he just stares at the front door. Like, the fire's going to break through There's or something. so many I'm things really sure. that Jack is just paranoid about. And Everything. people, if you're listening to this, I know you can't see, but Josh made a few sweet pictures behind him, like as his Zoom background in one of them. <laughs> it's just Jack and like an awesome, like, yeah. uh, Oh, gosh. It reminds me of that Zach Galifianakis between two ferns. That's like Jack's between two ferns pose. You well, know, it's, it just says it's, Jack um, over it. And he's got that one ear up, the Jack, yeah. you know, classic yeah. Jack pose. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like cartoon, cartoony looking photos. Like if you actually look at them up close, um, yeah. they're like, you can see the, this, like, they're like, they look like they're hand drawn. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, that's they're really actually cool. downstairs in my living room as well. Both photos, but. Nice. Yeah. No, my dog is right now at my feet because the dogs in the backyard are barking. Uh, not my dogs, hmm. my neighbor's dogs. Uh, and Jack wants nothing to do with it. Wow. He won't go out back. So it's antisocial, terrifying. man. Just rude. Yeah. He's a handful, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I call him a pansy. I'm going to go to basics and tell him to man up, grow some balls. <laughs> I and have then not I go, heard oh, the... your balls. I... Um, <laughs> and he looks probably... at you like, yeah, yeah it's probably I don't something have any. For him. I would assume. I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard anybody call anybody a pansy in a long, long time. That's really funny. It might, it might not be socially acceptable anymore. I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, that pansy, or if it's Pansy might be related, that. like, too related to, and I'm not trying to offend anyone, but it might be too related to being gay. Maybe, like, that's, it's like calling someone homo. Like, who would ever do that? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't pansy a literal, um... Isn't pansy a why literal you, why flower? Didn't, why didn't you bite my my statement? You what? I just kept going. I don't know what I you're know talking you about. Did. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, uh, I regretted oh, that. All right, but I left it in. Andrew, Andrew got scolded by the guy that edits our podcast because he called yes. Como a homo. Yes, <laughs> I did. Creative language. <laughs> it um, just I told him. I told him. Hey, just leave it in. Um, and just put around it a, a a fact check and just say, you know, some of these sources, you know, do report that 
Como he's is a married a man. He is a married. He's a married heterosexual man. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I should have made no no comment around Pansy. I knew it the second I said it. I'm like, Josh is going to turn this out. He's going to flip it around. Uh, I don't know if it man. is. Maybe that's why people don't use it. I'm not really sure. But no, yeah, there's definitely know. pansies on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, I mean, some um, dogs are pansies, you know, as you yeah, said with dog, Jack. Like, he's scared of everything. scared of everything. I have some chickens um, that are pansies and some that, some that are brave, you know? And, uh, like, some I just walk up to and they go, ha-ha. And they, like, get down and, like, submit. And others are just like, I don't care about you, I dude. I thought they made that noise. I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> I try to get my dog to submit by biting his ear on a regular basis. Just to remind him who's in charge. That would seem to really phase him. I should bite harder. He just probably thinks like, oh, this is just something we do. This is like a special thing between me and Josh, me and dad. Uh, it's like those like stories you hear of people of like, um, they answer a question like, what is, what was weird about your family that you didn't know was weird until like you told somebody and they're like, ah, oh, that's strange. So, anyone with those things. But Jack's just like, yeah. wait, it's, your, do- your your owner doesn't just bite your ear while you're laying on the you guys, couch together? That's weird. You guys don't do that? What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> totally is that. Oh, man. Okay, Josh, would you rather have your ear bit by a stranger? Um, <laughs> like, you know, like you're in the movie theaters and, and it's not a like, it's a painful bite. Kind of like what you do to Jack. You know, would you rather have I that happen? Like a stranger leans forward while you're at the movies and just bites your ear um, and then forces you to submit to them. <laughs> or would you rather do that to somebody at the movies? Oh, that's right. You don't know what's happening. Even when I do it to somebody else, I don't know what's happening. I no, you do know, but you find out right before, you know. Yeah. Damn. That's what you have to do. And you difficult. do have to force submission as well, like physical submission. <laughs> So yeah, I keep Afterwards. biting until they like. Okay, okay, okay. You bite, and then you probably got to wrestle in things and keep biting. That's getting weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is weird. I know, but would you rather have it happen to you? Yeah. <laughs> or, or do it to someone? Uh, I'd probably rather do it to someone. I don't want to, <laughs> but if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather do that. Uh, I think my brother's bit my ear once. Um, my ears are sensitive that's what i've learned uh if you touch my ears i get weird um and my brother i'm pretty sure he's bitten my ear like when we've hugged he's like it's like this thing to make you uncomfortable it worked i was uncomfortable i'd rather happen to somebody else uh so yeah i'm sorry for the next person i sit next to in the movie theater but i'm biting down um, I, I promise i'll Til- put in a breath mint beforehand so the rest one's yeah. good but I'm biting down. You're not pulling full Mike Tyson or anything. You know, you don't have to touch your teeth. Can you uh, imagine that? Oh, piece of ear in your mouth. Like, that's the only way that works. You got to spit it out. Dude, yeah, you, yeah. Pull it. I would, for the record, I'd rather have have it happen to me and then have a serious good fight. Because then, like, you know. I'm not the one being like arrested. You're not the guy. You're not the guy where you're like, he bit my ear. You know, that's that's fair to you. I don't know. I just I don't want people touching my ears. It's weird. It's gross. It's fair. What's what's one food, Andrew, that you would absolutely, under no circumstances, eat? 
Oh man. Ooh, I got under one. no I circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> I have zero desire to eat Rocky Mountain oysters, sheep balls, uh, my <laughs> sheep loves. testicles. Dude, like, I don't think there's any way, unless I was starving and that was the only food available. I just, I would kindly Fresh. always pass just on that. Right off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're not attached. They're like fried. You know, Sack like people fry them. <laughs> Gosh, what? What about you? What's the one food that's like never ever? ever? Uh, that's up there. I've never eaten them, uh, but. There's a place called Rawhide in Phoenix. It, it might still be there. I don't know. Um, that we used to go as a family all the time for whatever reason. It was like a Western town. Um, yeah. But they had a restaurant in there that served rattlesnake and Rocky Mountain oysters. And my little brother liked that freaking Rocky Mountain oysters, man. He packed his mouth full of balls. Um, but I wanted nothing to do with it. Never had them. Uh, if it came down, I'd probably eat them if I had to. Uh, but what I'd never eat. It's one of those like Chinese eggs. You know those like thousand year old eggs, the black yeah. ones? Yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. No part of me. Under any like you can give me a million dollars of money. That's disgusting. Yeah. Those are poof. Those are nasty. Those are nasty. That's fair. Yeah, man. Not my thing. Well, dude. Um what's uh one more question for you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I scroll through all these questions and quickly find one, I'm going to stall just for a second. Just for a moment? Uh, yeah, just for a moment. Uh, I want to just check out, you know, look out the window. Maybe you're driving right now. Maybe you're uh, sitting in your home office. Maybe you're sitting at the kitchen table. Maybe you have kids around you screaming. Um, who knows? We would assume you probably do have kids around you screaming um, because most of our listeners are women between the ages of like 30 and 40 or something like that. According for whatever to reason. Uh, we, hello. We Thanks for that, listening. We knocked that demographic out of the window. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, Josh is would single? you rather be ugly and a genius Ooh. or good looking and stupid? <laughs> not like, not like below average, but like straight up dumb. <laughs> oh man. I, I would rather be an ugly, um, like buck teeth coming through your top lip. I was going to uh, say. You got, like, like, you got weird hairs growing out of your face. It's just ugly. Shoot. Shoot. Oh, man. You know but what? as smart as can be. Ah, that is rough. And, as, and good looking, That's like, rough. everywhere you walk into, both women and men turn their heads. They're <laughs> like, damn, that is one good looking man right there. All right. I think I would just go. I don't know. There's benefits to both. Being genius, like you, you know, you can invent something or be some crazy scientist or whatever. And then it's like you can eventually just find a wife because they're like, well, at least he's rich. Oh, no, And no, he's no. got a good no, soul. You're gonna die alone. You know? Yeah. OK, then I would take dumb and good looking because wow. <laughs> I would okay. I think I'd rather just like naively be like, well, I'm going to be a model. <laughs> That's what I'm here for or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Just you know, that's there's good. a level of of happiness that's easy to have if you're way less intelligent. So you know, why not? That is true. There's definitely a naiveness uh, that makes life easier if you yeah. just want smart enough to figure it out. I think I'd rather go the other way. Maybe, but yeah. you probably wouldn't carry the way because you wouldn't know any different. So like, I'd want to accomplish things in life, and I just feel like if you're just dumb, you're not going to accomplish anything. But you wouldn't know that anyways. Either way. 
Like you just live in the benefit that you have. He was like, I'm the yeah. smartest guy alive. I can walk into every meeting it. and think to myself, I'm the smartest guy in this room. Uh, <laughs> and like truly believe it. <laughs> and you would actually be, oh man. Yeah, Dude, you're, be just, you're bringing the quotes back, I'm man. Sorry. There's a. I'm sorry. <laughs> Killing me. Killing me. me. Uh, I apologize. No, my friend. you're fine. You're fine. No bad blood. Oh. Dude, so what are we talking what? about? You beat me you to it. it. Uh, I was going to say, what are we talking about, Josh? But um, we're talking about but love. you did the intro, so. Uh, that's true. We're talking about love again. Um, shocker. But today we're talking about love always protecting. Um, and we're going to take a couple angles on it. But if you're listening, this is out of 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. We've been on this for a while, this kind of season, uh, about like love's patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast, is not proud, does not dishonor others, is not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no records of wrong, doesn't delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Now, we're on it always protects. We got a few more. Always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. But um, we are... Uh, actually re-recording this because our our first run at it, we kind of got stumped, I think, on the idea of protects because it's just like it seems like you're either protecting or you don't or, or you're not. So um, we decided we're going to have this conversation again and see if it goes a little bit better. Um, and I don't know, Josh, you did a little more research um, kind of or just spent some more time looking things up before uh, jumping into this. So what is the... I don't know. What's the, the way you think we should interpret love always protects today? I was hoping you'd have an answer. I came to the table with nothing today. <laughs> I was just hoping you'd carry the show and I'd just throw in some snide comments and be the entertaining one. Perfect. But, well, uh, thank you for listening. We are this Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I forget what our outro is because it's all pre-recorded <laughs> if you haven't noticed at this point. Uh, it's the same thing every don't week tell and, anybody. I don't. I don't actually remember it. Uh, I should probably listen to the end, but I'm as guilty as all the other people in our statistics <laughs> in the show early. Uh, we get done with the content. <laughs> like, I know what this is going to say, uh, but that's the part where we say, please share us. Tell us, tell your friends, uh, give the word out. Uh, if you learned something right. here, do us a favor and post right. what you learned and then give us mm-hmm. credit that you learned it from this year's live podcast. Uh, and send them to our website or to wherever you listen to your awesome podcast because you name the you name the provider and we're on. That's where we are, uh, including Amazon Music, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, mm-hmm. TuneIn, uh, which is podcast.gov. Podcast.gov. Uh, <laughs> Trump, big fan of our podcast, so he put us on yeah. the, on the Gov one. Yeah, um, we Gov assume website. Biden will keep us there because we're, we're right. good buddies. Um, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but no, love always protects. I want to read this at the beginning. Well, let's give some background of these verses. So, like, yes, these verses, as Paul writes them, um, we call them the love verses. You've probably heard these verses uh, read at, at a wedding or probably every wedding you've ever been to. Um, these verses are probably read or maybe they're in the program. If weddings still do programs, I don't know. Um, yeah. But it comes right after um, spiritual gifts in verse in chapter 12 and right before kind of church structure and stuff in, in 14 
Uh, but mm-hmm. essentially, it's these leadership verses, and then all of a sudden, there's this, this love verse. And um, our argument is the arguments made by uh, a book called The Most Excellent Way to Lead by Perry Noble is that they're leadership verses, and leadership simply influence, and we have influence over people. So we think they're relationship verses as well. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of how we've come at them. But I think it's important, too, to point out that you're just coming out of all these spiritual gifts. And there's some spiritual gifts that people look at and say, oh, those are more important than other spiritual gifts. Those are more upfront, center, mm-hmm. fancy, flashy, whatever they happen to be or however you want to describe them. And then he goes into these verses. And I think this is important because um, he starts this chapter with, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. Um, if I have the gift of prophecy, um, I can speak to you know, the future. Uh, and can fathom all the mysteries and knowledge. I am the most of um, you know the most of all wise. And if I have faith that I can move mountains, but I do not love, I'm nothing. nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor, if I give over my body to the hardship that I may boast, but I do not love, I have nothing. And simply, I, I think Paul's just trying to demonstrate is love is like 100% love is the key. You can be the greatest communicator. You can be yeah. the greatest connector in terms of people, you know, getting people to connect with one another. And you're a great uh, extrovert that just loves people and wants to be around people constantly. Um, but if you do not love, you're nothing. And and that's right. I think that's the point he's trying to make here is um, love is the key. And, and I know people in my life, I was thinking about this today while I was pooping. Because um, <laughs> between pooping and showering, best that's place I do my best thinking. thinking actually happens, yeah. It, it really is. Um I was thinking, I was like, there's individuals in my life that, from a theology standpoint, uh, they may be lacking understanding about certain things. Uh, And my tendency is to critique. My tendency is to correct. My tendency is to think less of them. And that's hard to say, but it's true. Um, But they love extremely well. And kind of circling around around this topic of love always protects, uh, they do it extremely well. Um, And... If Jesus' commands to us, saying the greatest commands, the most important thing about this life and how we live it is to love God with all of our being and to love others as we love ourselves. And I don't know, but I love myself a lot, so the the standard is pretty high. Um, And love is the key. How well I love God and love people is the, the definition of whether or not I'm doing this life well in line with Jesus' ways. And there's people that maybe the theology is lacking. Um, mm-hmm. From an understanding perspective, they don't understand the same things that I understand about Scripture and about how it's designed and built and what Jesus is trying to say through it. Um, but they love a thousand times better than I do. When it comes to the game, if we put it in game terms, they're winning the game. They have more points on the board than I do. Um, but when love always protects, I, I think it's hard to... And, and the verse can be... Uh, translated this way, this is the way the NIV did it this way, is love protects. But I think there's, man, it's hard to portray what Paul is really trying to say with with the choice of words that he used when it's just protect. And this is probably, I think, where we got stumped when we tried to record this episode the first time, is, well, what do you say about it? Like, Hmm. you either protect, you don't protect, like you said. Um, And I, I like how the ESV puts it. Uh, the message puts it in a similar way as he paraphrases it. Um, but the ESV, and there's others in there. I think the NASB, the more literal translations uh, take it to this place. But this says, love bears 
all things. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes on the weight of the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's a big thing. And the message puts it, we puts up with, with anything, um, which is, yeah. man, is that hard, right? Like, um, we all want people to love us in spite of the good and the bad about us. Mm-hmm. We want people to believe the best of us, even when we're at our worst. But when the table gets turned, I have to do that for somebody else. Like things get, things, I come up with a lot of excuses at that point. Well, it's not healthy. Well, right. yes and no. I don't have mm-hmm. to stay active, you know, side by side in the relationship if it's unhealthy, but I can still love from distance. Like that's still a thing. Um, so I think there's that piece of, of love bears all things uh, that I think was worth dissecting and kind of digging into again. Uh, yeah. As we look at these, as we look at this specific element of how do we love people well? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's a good road to go down. And I don't know if this is, I guess we'll just talk about both, right? Always protects, um, always mm-hmm. bears all, love bears all things, always protects. Similar ideas, like come, they come from the same place. Um, one thing that I was reflecting on kind of, last week to this week in this idea is like, I think maybe one of the most simple ways that we can protect others is not just like, did I close the deadbolt at night? Is my, is my house protected? Are the people in safe side or inside safe? You know, like there's the, the super basics, but I was, I was watching football last night, Monday night football and uh, and man, there was a there was an awesome play where a receiver ended up making a really, really good block. You know, receiver, their whole job is catch the football um, and they made a great block and they got kind of smacked because of it. Like they got hit pretty hard, but they opened yeah. up a, a path and a running back went past and ended up getting a touchdown, you know, um, and it was just a play where this offensive player made a really good defensive move and got a little bit hurt from it. Um, I know this is a sports analogy, but it just, it, I think it, uh, the literal protection of I'm willing to take a blow so that you can succeed or so that you can do something better. Like I'll take the hit, hit. you know? And, and like, that's, that doesn't just apply in sports. Like, and it doesn't just apply in, you know, locking your house at nighttime, but it's like, that's applicable in a lot of places. Like it's applicable at work, at, a, at our normal nine to five jobs, it's applicable, um, you know, of no, I'm not going to throw Josh under the bus. I'm, I could, but I was a part of that project, too, even though it failed. I was a part of it. I might as well just represent that and I'll be the one to say, no, yeah. like there were some things that went wrong, but here's where I messed up. You can blame me, you know, or you can put that on me or whatever. But like just being willing to take the literal kind of hit. Or, or the metaphorical hit for somebody else, um, yeah. regardless of whether they, regardless of whether they're, you think they're worthy <laughs> of that. You know what I mean? And it, it don't mean go around and just be a punching bag all the time, but um, I don't know, like being willing to take the hit for somebody. And then I think the other thing of like, so I have a two year old, you know this, and uh, sometimes she throws total temper tantrums and they usually happen what? when i'm a trying two-year-old? to do i know it's weird it's That's weird crazy. they usually happen when i'm trying to like 
do something for her. So I'm trying to get her some food or trying to give her a bottle and put her down to, to bed or whatever it is, you know, but I'm trying to do something that's in her best interest. And then for whatever reason, she'll, she'll, you know, have a temper tantrum because she's two. So sometimes that results in her like literally hitting, you know, and, and that's something that like, I never hit my daughter in any way. We never use, use violence to teach a lesson at all to her. Um, but it's, it's tough to sit there and literally take a, a hit, you know, to the face or shoulder or whatever, because it's not like it hurts that much. Like she's tiny, but the reality is it's like, it's, it, it makes me mad. I'm like, don't do that. You know, like we don't do that. Um, and I try to stay calm and like correct, but, but taking that hit, like the reality is nine times out of 10 in the next two minutes, she's going to be hugging me and saying, I love you, daddy. Like, it's not like she's going to keep that up, but protecting her is like, I won't let you do this to me. I'm not going to retaliate against you, but that's not an okay thing to do. Um, but I'll take that hit in a very literal way. Um, and then no. help correct behavior after that, you know, like love always protects. And for me, that is kind of a form of like, I'm going to protect you because I want, I need to teach you this behavior isn't okay, but I also need no. to teach you you're safe. You know, like I'll take the hit, but then I'll try to correct it in a good way. You know, I'm trying I'm working towards her best interest all the time in that. So I don't know, just a you're few scared. things about like from my football last night of just like literal people taking hits for others that, you know, didn't have to, uh, but taking it for their best interest. No, that's good. I think that's a good statement to write on a sticky note, put somewhere. Um, so you see it all the time of just reminding yourself of now I'm going to take the hit. Like hmm. this is what love does. Love takes the hit and I'm going to take hmm. it. And this could be so many that it can, from a practical standpoint, it can play out in so many different ways, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, maybe you're, you're, it's not your child punching you or slapping you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's your spouse, um, um, uh, doing something that annoys you or doing something that you think is unhealthy or doing something that um, hurts you in some way. Um, you know, maybe it's the way that they refer to you or how they address you that just feels like, now I'm not saying sit in that forever, like have conversations about it because um, that's important. But um, in the moment, it might be, I'm going to take the hit. Mm -hmm. um, like that's my, my posture I'm going to take. Um, you know, she's criticizing me right now and it's just, oh, it's boiling my blood, but I'm going to take that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take the hit right now in the moment. Cause that's what's right. Or, you know, my wife leaves the, um, strap around the, the bananas and it yeah. hurts the bananas. And instead <laughs> of being annoyed in the moment and lashing out at the stupidity of doing that, um, <laughs> I'm going to just take the hit. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Serious question, though. You've, dude, you've been in ministry on a church staff many, many years of your, you know, adult life. Like, yeah. I don't know. Do you have some examples of like, now I'm going to take the hit <laughs> as the as the youth pastor, or as the person who's on that mission trip or I don't know, like I'm, I'm putting you on For the sure. spot entirely, but I'm sure you have lots of examples of being like, no, it wasn't that I did that, but I'm the leader of this team. I'm the head of this ministry and whatever, you know, I'll take the hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it's think, not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. 
especially when something fails that a lot of time has been invested in and it's a public failure um, mm. and you got to take the hit for that. Like that's hard. Um, and it depends on the culture. Some cultures, they want accountability so bad. Like that's that they, they want to know exactly who did it. So it's hard to take the hit. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to stand up and, and generally fight to protect them um, because, you know, somebody else wants to come down on them. Uh, the first thought that came to mind was um, I hosted an event. I don't know if I shared the story before or not, but I hosted an event. I was a junior high pastor in Phoenix, um, and we hosted a dodgeball tournament. And this is like when the movie Dodgeball was super popular, so like all of our branding was built on that. And, nice. Um, you know, it was a ministry model of um, put on really cool events and lots of kids will show, which was true. I don't know how many kids were there, but it was a decent amount. And um, we we built this massive cage on the basketball court. There's an outside basketball court because it's Phoenix and inside things just don't exist. Um, and like, it's, so it's all enclosed. It looked freaking yeah. cool. I uh, yeah. spent a lot of time on that, on that uh, project. And uh, we pulled out the big speakers. We had commentators, uh, two funny dudes commentating on everything, you know, throughout the, the thing, just to be entertaining That's for awesome. those that aren't in the game right then and there, but they could listen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, a, a neighbor of the church came over. This is a Saturday afternoon. She is livid, like oh, livid. Um, yeah. And ran into the middle of, of the basketball court and like had to go through like our little entrances um, oh, and started yelling at, you know, the two individuals that are just doing what they're asked to do and commentating on right. the event. Uh, and in that moment, I could have just, I wasn't like right there. So I could have snuck away. <laughs> I was the guy in charge, but like I could have hid. Not the right. hour. You were in, like, you were what in happened, center stage. Guys? What was going on? <laughs> um, but it's one of those moments of no, like I'm gonna take the hit. And I'm not gonna try to correct the lady. She's right, she has a right to her opinion. Mm-hmm. Um and just kind of took the hit. So she let her yell at me for ten minutes and then she eventually done and left and um we went on our day. Um, we turned down the, the music a little bit, but we still played. Right. Uh, right. We're going to change it. This was like those kind of moments. I know that's a silly example, but um, there's plenty of other examples of like my boss wanted to get rid of one of my staff members uh, on numerous occasions, and you had to take that. Um, yeah. But now this is on me. Like fire me, but I'm not firing him or her. Wow. Um, yeah. So there's those kind that's of conversations. A hard, that's again. a hard stand to have, you know. And I, I remember at least one story like that um, where, yeah, it was like, no, I'm I'm fully unwilling to fire that person, um, but you could fire me. That's something, dude, that's like a, that's intense because like, you know, having a livelihood to say, no, you can take that. You can take my job away, but I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not firing this person because of that. You know, like that's a. Yeah. That's a line in the sand to take. That's not a small thing because losing your job is a huge, stressful thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, and this goes with anything, like, sure, you draw lines in the sand to protect people, um, people you care about, people um, that God has just called you to love well, um, including your enemies. Um, but if, if you're living in such faith with Jesus that you're just going to trust that he's going to take care of those kinds of things, that if something did happen to you, you know, someone called yeah. you on your, on your, your line in the sand, uh, and fired your ass. Um, <laughs> then 
then you just have to trust that God's still in control and he's going to provide as he provides. And, and yeah. in my experience in this life, Jesus always provides, um, yeah. like 100%. Impressively mm-hmm. so, he is extremely faithful. And we've talked about God being faithful in the past, yeah. but um, he proves it over and over again. Even when you're not being faithful to him, he's still yeah. faithful. Like, that's the beautiful thing about who yeah. Jesus is. So I, I think there's confidence that comes from that faith and that relationship as you foster that relationship with God that um, is brought over to you versus mm-hmm. like this, that we're called to protect and I'm not worried about my well-being in this moment. I'm worried about the people I'm trying to protect in this moment and I'm going to protect no matter what that looks yeah. like. And then there's, don't get me wrong, like we tell these stories and we're like, oh, look at us. We're so awesome. Um, but we have plenty of stories where we did the opposite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. not protecting when we should have protected. Yeah. And um, yeah. like I, I remember uh, this was a couple summers ago um, I just I just thought about this a couple of days ago, but uh, my brother and I and his wife and I think my stepmom, I think it was the four of us in the car and we're driving, my brother's driving, I'm in the passenger seat and the car in front of us, like the dude was beating on his, on his girl in the car. I didn't see it happen. I wasn't paying attention enough, but my brother wow. did and we're at a light and my brother just jumps out of the car. Uh, and he's like, he's like, he's hitting her. That's all I hear. So I jump out of the car, like, I don't know what's going on, but here we go. Uh, wow. And it's like those kind of moments of like, what would I have done in that situation if I noticed it? Would I have like pretended right. that I didn't see it? I'm not going to protect right. in this moment. Right. My brother took the posture. He never met those people. He doesn't know who they are. He doesn't know if the dudes, like, because I'm thinking wow. all the bad things could happen. Duke could have a gun. You're going to get freaking shot. Uh, Duke could pull right. out like all these what if you, you know, get in a, an actual fist fight and he's, he pulls out a knife and stabs you in the gut seven times. Like right. all these things are running through my head and he's not thinking of any of those things. And he's just, I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy and teach him a lesson. <laughs> um, which, yeah, if you win, great story. If you lose, horrible story. Not a good story. Uh, but a story about protection. It's a story yeah. about love. Like in that moment, this was wrong. I'm going to yeah. protect this girl. I don't know this girl. I'll probably never see this yeah. girl again, but I'm a protector. Um, yeah. We didn't get to the car fast enough. The dude realized we were walking up on, or moving up on the car, running up on the car, and he took off. Um, wow. Right past a cop, too. Cop didn't do what thing. That's when you those moments Dang. of like injustice where you're just like, "What do you do? It is what it yeah. is, and you just gotta wow. be okay with it, or at least let it go on." Um, yeah. So things like that. Uh, yeah. So there's plenty of moments in my life where like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have protected. Probably should have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that we yeah. On I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to say, you know, I'm perfect, uh, man, far from it. You know, I think that's just less related to the always protects thing, but more just a note on living this Jesus life. The reality is if you if you fail one time less and you end up sinning or um, or not looking the way Jesus looks, that's OK. You know, like this Jesus life is filled with grace and uh, and we're all trying to trying to have this kind of year look a little bit more like Jesus um, in our lives than than last year. But the reality is there's a lot of ups and downs. You know, we did that Mm -hmm. episode, the mountains, valleys and the hike between or something or the path between something like that. And uh, I don't know, like it's it's not always up and to the right. It's not always like, yeah. I performed a miracle today. No, like (laughs) I haven't performed any miracles ever that I know of. 
Um, you know, but maybe in my life I'll get to see somebody miraculously healed or some um, ridiculous Don't thing raise happen. something from the dead. Dude, that's a bucket list, you know, like raise it's somebody from the list. dead. That it's is a definite sweet. bucket list situation, you know, but I'm just saying like in Jesus in this probably Jesus won't let me do it because let's be honest, I ain't giving him the credit. Like, sure, externally, maybe. I'm 100% stealing his credit. Internally, you're like, I did and that. And letting everybody I know. That. Yeah. yeah that. That's right. probably why he's like, Josh, you're never going to do that. Yeah, God's like, uh, Josh, Jesus. you would tell everybody on your podcast and you would, uh, no, no, you're never going to You're like, this is, this is never going to happen for you. But, no, no, I'm just saying, but there's nothing wrong with, like, remembering the moments where you did something that did honor God. Well, but yeah, we all know there's plenty of moments that, uh, that weren't that way or that, that weren't the ideal. So yeah, never hear our examples as like, this is the, this is just who Andrew is. This is just who Josh is. I promise it is not. So, uh, but we're trying, we're trying, uh, I think there's, and as we talk about like this love bears all things, the love always protects it. I think there's two kind of camps that love protects in. I think there's the internal camp. So I'm going to protect you from me. Um, so my garbage, my junk, I got to deal with it internally. So you don't have to deal with it. And the other yeah. side of it is I'm going to protect you from the outside sources. Right. Um, so like resentment, anger, discouragement, being hypercritical. Those yeah. are all things that I'm going to protect you from, from me. Like I may be thinking all these things. I may be experiencing these emotions, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to take the hit uh, yeah. because it's better for you in this moment. So I may yeah. look at your life and say, like, this is, this is pissing me off. This is making me angry. I need to point all these things out that are wrong with this guy or with this gal. Um, and instead of doing that in the moment, because it's not helpful to anybody, um, mm. I'm going to take the hit. And I'm going to shut up. Whether I think I'm right or wrong. Like, I like, I think, dude, I like that take a lot. That half of it is protecting those from the thing, the sinful things within yeah. you. You know, oh, sure. the things, the broken parts of you, I won't even say mm-hmm. sinful, just the broken parts of you protecting others from that intentionally. Cause yeah. part of that justifies things like having an accountability partner, spending time yeah. in prayer. Like, uh, no, I'm thinking external, having an accountability partner, going and seeing a therapist if you need to, um, yeah. confessing things, being quick to apologize to others, like, yeah. All of that, it, it justifies that because if you're going to love well by protecting people, then half of that is you got to protect them from yourself. That's yeah. from some of the things in you, in you. you know, that's that's mm-hmm. a good take, man. That's really cool. And I thought of it like that. Well, like, and we do this for a variety of different reasons, but like, we're so quick to point out people's shortcomings um, and not focus on the good that's going on in their life. Like, you know, I come from the pastor world. I, I work with, with church leaders and pastors and administrators in my job now. And um, how quickly we are to point out uh, the things that are wrong about famous preachers, famous whatever. And you have issues with them being famous or not. That's not the point of the, the, the illustration. Yeah. Um, but like you, you can look at Carl Lentz. We talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, Carl Lentz had an affair. Well, the affair is 100% wrong. But does that diminish or change the impact that he's had for the kingdom over the last decade or two decades, how long he's been in ministry? No, it doesn't. Does it hurt it? Yeah, it hurts it to some extent. Like he's he's done a you know, he's done damage to his influence, but it doesn't change what what he's done. But we as Christians so quickly sever ties. Oh, I don't I don't like the guy. No, they forget that guy. 
Like, he should never yeah. been passed in the first place. What? Like, are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> like, that's what you're jumping right. to? Uh, like, but that's, right. that's often we attack rather than protect. Like, mm-hmm. we, we want to expose wrongdoings rather than to cover them in protection. Yeah. Um, like, and I'm not saying hide sin. That's not, like, do we need to bring all sin out to the open? No. Not if it's getting dealt with. I don't think we do. Um, do we need to address sin in the people that we have influence with? 100%. Because sin's destructive. I want to protect them from that sin. So why wouldn't I bring it up? I'm not going to bring it up in a judgmental way. It's out of deep care for the individual. Like if, you know, I, I had a brother that was having an affair. Like, yeah, I'm going to bring it up um, if I know about it. Yeah. Like I'm going to yeah. I'm going to help him deal with it because it's not okay. Um, it's causing damage not just to him but to those that love him. And that's um, you literally protecting, even though in the moment mm-hmm. it's going to cause hurt. It's going to cause pain mm-hmm. and be uncomfortable and might hurt your relationship. But the thing to yep. do in love is, say, to bring it up, to not sweep it under yep. the rug, you know, yep. to like not say there's nothing protect. here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but our often our position is I'm going to expose all this. I'm going to bring it all out into the open because that's the right thing to do. It's not. Right. Sorry. Um, it doesn't change behavior when we do it. Uh, it just shames um, and that's not that's not the Jesus way. Um, yeah. Yes, we want to deal with sin, but we want to we want to protect, not not attack. You know, we want to cover people in protection and not expose them. Um, we don't I also want to feel like them. that that public own. shaming is like the modern day scapegoat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, heck yeah! Like in biblical times, I think I have this right. Tell me if I'm just totally wrong. But wasn't the idea of a scapegoat like back in the day, earlier Israel, like they would. They would like pick a goat and metaphorically put all their sin on it and then send it out of the city or out of the village, like far into the wilderness, basically to go die, like get out. I've never heard this before. Yeah, I'm pretty positive that this is real. We can look it well, up like, and, and you can fact check. Well, but it, sacri- but it, sacrificially, like you would find the perfect goat without any blemishes. And that was the representation of. Um, I think like I'm mixing things up. Sacrifice. I think there's a story where they like send a goat out, would send a goat out to die, but I don't know if that's the Bible or like some myth or what. Uh, I'm mixing it up, but but okay. So even just taking a goat to sacrifice, like we know yeah. the Israelites did a lot. Even that, you take this this literal thing and you say, My I guess it's like going to be a lamb or something like that. But yeah, like a lamb could be birds. They did all kinds of animals, but um, you you put your sin on that thing and you externalize it, right? You say yeah. like, no, my sin is there now. Like, and it's going to go be sacrificed. It'll die. And it takes kind of the, the blame for me. Um, I think maybe our modern day, like, <laughs> uh, sacrifice, uh, I guess, or externalization of sin is like just saying, Oh, well, look how bad they are. <laughs> look how horrible they are. Like, I'm not that bad. So, like, you know, I don't struggle with that thing. I don't. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this before, but like, you know, in the affair situation, um, like everybody can point fingers and say, well, should have never been a pastor to begin with. Or I always knew his ministry was fake or I, whatever you want to say. But you you yeah. externalize it and say, no, no, that's far from me. Um, but the reality is, man. Yeah, the, the kind of your take on it is maybe there were a lot of people who could have protected him way better. Um, and maybe they did. Maybe they did and well. Think, and, and, and I think he'll say he did. Like, maybe there's a lot the of leadership. Who, yeah, go ahead. Like the leadership of Hill City. Sorry, Hill Song. <laughs> Wrong church. Uh, Hill Song. Like, I think they did protect him. Uh, yeah. 
like yeah yeah they they they, they released him they fired him like that right. had to be done um influence was was damaged um but they didn't come out and say hey this is what happened uh, here's all here's all the details about it because they realized yeah it's not our place um yeah. we can let people think whatever the heck they want to think like it was Lentz that brought it all yeah. out into the open yeah like, he was right. the one that shared what happened um so You're i think right. there's a piece of that that you know i think Hillsong did protect yeah. Um, they chose protect rather than to expose. And yes, like when you have such a high profile leader, you do have to notify people that he's been terminated. Right. Like you can't get around that. No. Um, but no. they left it of here's our statement. This is all that's being said and we're moving on. Yeah. I just uh, I feel like I didn't finish my thought very co- coherently, but the you're right in that with the Hillsong thing. I'm not trying to dwell on Hillsong and not trying to beat up carl Lentz at all um but um like there's the there's the i'm gonna choose to protect you i'm gonna choose what's right um and Mm. and do that whether it be confronting an individual um in private or having to take a public um notification like that which nobody wants to do um there's that which is actually protecting behavior or there's the the finger pointing that happens from a lot of people who are on the outside and the finger pointing of like well, that's so bad or that person's so bad or maybe deep down, I was always jealous of the platform they had anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see them mm-hmm. fail. Um, there's yep. that too, you know, 100%. but but that's not protecting. That's like scapegoating. <laughs> that's like saying, yeah, well, that's, no, no, this sin is external and everybody can see it. So it's, it's way worse than what I have going on in me. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, it's, that's the whole point I was trying to make, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm with yeah. you. And, I, and the only reason I made, I made mention is I just want to give Hillsong credit where credit's to you. Um, totally. But yeah, yeah. I, I think I think oftentimes that's our posture that we take. Like we, we'd rather point and expose um, sin that we see it. One of two reasons, either our own insecurities um, and, you know, we're not protecting others from ourselves at that point. Most of these are we're not protecting others from ourselves. Uh, and the other or the other is, like you said, jealousy. Um, which mm-hmm. also plays into and jealousy for a variety of different reasons. One, because of the platform they had, or they seem to be more successful than I am, whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be, or it's jealousy of they got to do what I actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. yeah, they got to have the affair and I've just been flirting with it for so long mm-hmm. and I know I can't do it and I'm not giving into it. Like there's that Dang. piece of jealousy too. That's mm-hmm. really twisted and weird, but either yeah. way I'm, I'm no longer protecting um, people for myself. And this right. goes like we're we're talking about a large scale issue, like bring it into your own personal life. Like this happens in our own lives as well with with coworkers and family members and and people yeah. we do life with and people around us and of all those different areas. Like we have the same opportunity of am I going to take the hit and shut my mouth, or am I going to take what happened and like share it with the world? Um, not not in a public sense because that would be wrong, but give someone the warning. Be like, hey, I know you're trying to to work yeah. with so-and-so or you want to do that project with so-and-so. I just want mm-hmm. you to know that this is what they did in their past. And it might not be the, that's not okay. That's not protecting them from mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. That's just throwing your crap all on them because you haven't dealt with your own crap yet. Like there's that piece of it too, that, that we have to be. And I think yeah. this is the more harder, the more harder, is it? I don't know. I don't, I don't do English. More better. Um, the more better way. Uh, <laughs> I think this is the more difficult way to, to protect. I think the other side's easier to see, right? Yeah. Protect people from outside, you know, attacks. Yeah. I can, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It's easy. It's this mm-hmm. stuff that 
I think is harder for us to identify um, because we take the truth piece, right? Like, um, and I know we've talked about this before, but we like, we weaponize truth. Like yeah. this is the standard that God has called us to live. Um, but we forget that it's a standard inside of love. Like you said earlier, like it's a journey. I'm not perfect today. I'm probably never going to be, I say I'll probably never, I'll never be perfect in this <laughs> life until Jesus returns. Uh, unless know, you're from dude, the Holy you start Jesus raising people then, from the dead and I might be thinking, Josh, just got this thing figured out. <laughs> right. I think that's why yeah. Jesus will never let me do it because yeah, that's what exactly. I'm going to think too. I'm going to be like, I have to sing bigger that. I'm good. I have, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want because I'm right. Uh, no. <laughs> oh my God. The level of unhealth. Um, and I know my own unhealth, so I know exactly that's exactly where I would go. <laughs> 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be there. But um, yeah. yeah, that's why Jesus isn't going to let me have it. And that's yeah. okay. I'm, I'm content. Uh, but yeah, like I think these are the harder things to identify um, because when we see something that's wrong, we feel that we have the right um, to correct it. And, yep. you know, I'm going to argue against it. I don't think you do. I don't think that's protection. I don't think um, I don't think you're doing it out of love. I think you're doing it for a variety of other reasons and love ain't one of them. Josh, so actually not not a question as much as I think, but the the thought of like, it's harder in the moment to protect people well from the, from our, from what's going on in us or what we see yeah. going on in them. Um, right. Because that, that leads to uncomfortable moments, uncomfortable conversations. But, but the reality is if we're in the, if we're the one in the, in the thing that's about to be made public, you know, the thing that a year from now could be made public to where, yeah, they, this person walked in the sin and because of that, they're no longer a part of this organization or church or this, this role or whatever. Like the reality is we want people in our lives. We should want people in our lives who are going to call us out when it's a lot less painful. And when we're a lot, yeah. for, a lot, when we're not as far down the road, you know, like, so I don't know, good friends are, can be hard to come by, I guess, or good friends, just good relationships take work. They're not necessarily hard to come by. They just take work and they take yeah. real uh, stuff like this. So yeah. I don't know. I, I'm i thankful to, to have you and, and some other friends in my life who I would expect would 100% call me out personally if I was in the wrong. And, and if you saw this, you'd protect me from me, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. maybe a year in advance. Um, you time travel, time travel in a little bit and be like, dude this is going to lead to some bad stuff if you don't correct it. You know, I'm thankful to have good relationships like that in my life. And the reality is I think we all want that because none of us and like nobody wants to be the person who's being pointed at. Nobody wants that. Like, Oh, they're the bad person. They're the one who's so bad. Sucks to be them. I'm glad I'm not, you know, nobody wants that. Like, yeah. And that's one of the maybe uglier sides of, of (laughs) this Jesus life is that our, our United States churches maybe can be too known for for that, but yeah. maybe should be known for not protecting well enough uh, to begin with. Well, I think we get there because we we've allowed moralism or being right and what is and compared to what is wrong to be the thing that we've put on the altar. Like this is the most important thing. Being without sin is the most important thing. Jesus is very clear. You're a sinful being. Being without sin is not part of the equation. Like, mm. you're going to have sin in your life. It's going to happen. It's going to be a part of it. 
This is why Jesus went to the cross um, to forgive that sin because he knew it was going to, it was going to take control, right? Like, and Jesus was clear, like, what were the greatest commandments? Well, with love, love is the greatest commandment. Love God with all of your being and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the greatest commandments. Um, love God, love people. Um, the greatest commandments are not make sure you keep all my, keep all my, my, my um, commandments. Make sure that you don't sin ever for any reason. No, that, that's not it. it. It's love. And, you know, as Peter says, um, I think it was Peter. Let me find the verse. Yeah, First Peter 4, 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. And it's not saying love for, well, love did forgive sins, but it's not our love that did it. Um, it was Jesus' love and him going to the cross that did it. Like a sacrifice had to be made for sin to be um, uh, overcome. But in this moment, like it's, no, when I choose to love you, you're going to sin against me. Like I, I, <laughs> I have a buddy. I love deeply. I love him with all of my being. Great friend. Uh, but he also does things that drive me nuts. And we've been on trips where he's done things that drive me nuts. Um, and our normal posture is, now just get rid of it. Whether it's sin or not, like, now nah, cut it out. Like, that's not okay. I'm done with this relationship. But that's not love. Love is I put up with his quirks and his weirdness um, so I can love him well. Because he looks at me and probably says the same exact thing. Like, yeah. oh, freaking Josh, constantly, yeah. constantly pissing me off. Uh, but I'm going to love him anyways. And that's why we're still friends today. Because love is, is the thing that's covering over the multitudes of our sin. I um, mean, we've probably sinned multiple times against each other. Um, probably uh, in ways that, you know, we may not even realize right now. Um, but in all reality, love covers over those sins. And it's it's with marriages as well, if you want to go on, on a romantic route. Like, when love exits the picture, then it's really easy to nitpick everything that's wrong with your spouse. And if there are things wrong with your spouse, 100% there's things wrong with your spouse. There's unhealth, yep. there's sin, there's there's ugliness. But in the, are you going to focus on those things or are you going to focus on the great things about your spouse? Yeah. Right. Like this applies to all different types of relationship. It applies with your boss. It applies with your coworkers. It applies with teammates. Um, it applies with friends. It applies with those that you do life with uh, inside the church. Like this is it. Like they're going to do things that are sinful. They're going to do things that are unhealthy. They're going to do things that hurt you and hurt people around you. But you're going to choose to love anyways. Like that's protecting, right? Like I'm going to invest in this relationship because I'm going to protect this relationship. Um, yeah. Even when they're annoying, even when they drive me batshit crazy, uh, I'm going to love anyways, and I'm going to choose that posture. And for me, like, this is a new experience for me because this has not been my experience. Part of my upbringing, part of the way I was raised in the church, um, I'd love to cut you out. Like, mm -hmm. cut you out of my life so much easier than dealing with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and that just seems like the right thing to do. I'm telling you, it's not. I was 100% wrong. Um, that is not the right thing to do. We choose to invest in relationship and the only way we choose to invest in relationship, um, no matter what kind of relationship it is, is we choose to love. And at times it means we're going to choose to see the best in people when they're at their worst. And we're going to choose to, to focus on the good about who they are rather than the bad. And we're going to choose to encourage uh, and lift them up even when they, we think they're being a dumbass uh, and causing harm. <laughs> We're still yeah. going to lift them up yeah. because it's just the right posture we should take. Uh, and yes, that friend is Andrew. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it's me. Uh, that's funny. 
I'm sure there's things I do that drive you nuts. Um, yeah, but Maybe. I don't know. Our relationship's easy. That's the best part of it all. Like. <laughs> Maybe we need to get deeper relationships. We see more shit about each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. our, we need our to relationship uh, doesn't take work. Find a literal bear and just poke it and see who who, who can wins. Run faster? That, you know? <laughs> Dude, I, was, I was listening to that episode because I like to listen every once in a while, and that yeah. had me laughing pretty hard. Um, like where Nike's into the woods, but yeah, man, I think there's something here, and and I like the. The idea of protecting others or bearing all things kind of from the, the the literal protection, like you see somebody running at them with a knife, you see a car driving towards yeah. them that they don't see and you move them, you protect them. Very literal sense, you know, but but then there's the and that's that's like quick that happens and it's done and and you move on. Um, but there's the protecting them from the, the parts of you that, you know, you need to work on that, you know, you need god to work on you know that you need help with and and i think that's a lot harder it's not as exciting um but it is very important long term so i just i don't know i think that's a cool way to look at love always protects as you yep. go and do those things go and protect yep. others because it's worth it and it's a it's a vital part of loving people well especially when you're talking yep. long-term relationships long-term yep. friendships marriages whatever it is um, just coworkers, like love always yep. protects. Um, not some like of the I time. Think, yeah, always. Yeah, I think your 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 phrase of "I'll take the hit." I, I think that's. I think it's powerful. Um, like, just look at a look at a coworker situation. You know, you're you're working on a project at the same time. I know you saw this, but I'm just going to repeat it. Um, and you know, you're working a project. Your your partner screws up royally on this project. Um, it's going to make you both look bad. Um, and in that moment, you're going to choose to protect. And in that moment, you're going to take the heat. You're going to take the hit. Um, and rather than throw your partner under the bus, because love matters more in this relationship than who's right and who's wrong. Um, yes. Yeah. Is it important that they know the mistakes that they made so they're not made in the future? 100%. Sure. But that's a conversation between you and them. It's not a conversation between you and your supervisor. Um, yeah. Like, you take the hit. Here's what okay. I did wrong. This is what I could have did better. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry. Put this on. And hey, relationship wise, you do that once for a person, they will never forget That's it. True. <laughs> you know, oh, like you, yeah. you build a actual relationship in that moment, um, yep. you know, for better or worse, whatever it is. I, I think it's yep. always for better because you're you're the one saying, no, take the hit. I'll, I'll be the, the face of this failure today, um, you know, but but that person yep. knows like you took that for me. Like you could have thrown me yeah. under the bus. You know, I was already on a short, short leash at work or whatever that would yeah. have ruined me. You know, it's like somebody took the hit for you and that people don't forget that stuff. You know, it's well, not, they don't forget that. Yeah. No. And you build a culture like that and just think how strong that culture where everybody's yeah. doing, like, it's just yeah. not you doing it. It's excuse me. It's the culture doing it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I work for an organization right now and you know, we merged with another organization. So our, our core values are changing kind of, but um, one of our values was we build a, a team and family spirit. And the way that that gets defined is I'm going to back my coworker before I back our customer. Hmm. Um, wow. And there's a, there's a piece about that of culture. Of, that's a big choice like, to say, I'm going to be right? for my, my teammate first. Mm -hmm. Like that's yeah. big. Wow. In, and that's opposite of a lot mm -hmm. of businesses, of a lot of churches, right? Yeah. Like, well, my teammate was wrong, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend you. 
Now I'm going to choose my teammate was doing the best that they possibly could with the information that they had and the decision that they made was what they thought was the best decision. And I'm going to support that. Yeah. Um, and that, like, that's a change in your behavior, but it creates a unity. It creates a family spirit among your team because you all know that we have each other's backs, that I'm not going to throw you under the bus. Um, that I'm going, I'm going to take the hit for you um, because that's the right thing to do. So piss off customer. I'm just going to take the hit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, oh, this was Andrew's fault. Andrew did this. Andrew needs to deal with this. No, I'm just going to let them, let them vent. Um, and I'm going to take that. Yeah. I'm going to let my coworker know, not for the sake of my own, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, look how awesome I am. But yeah. like, Hey, I just want you to know first, first Baptist is pissed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what can we do to help? <laughs> right. Like there's right. that piece of it right. um, that I think is, is like, there's a culture that can shift and change. And like, you just look around you, like those are the kinds of communities you want to be a part of. Yeah. Like you don't want to be in a friend group that's constantly at each other and nitpicking no. each other. Like who wants to be a part of that? No. You're a part of it because you have to be, because you're around it all the time. But like, that's not what I want to be a part of. That's not the culture I want to build. Yeah. Um, so you start building this culture of I'll take the hit. Like, I think mm-hmm. there's something to it. I might steal that phrase and use it Good. in future projects. Please um, do. I'll take the hit. Let's make, I like it. We'll make a sticker out and put it somewhere. Um, but <laughs> that's right. Yeah, awesome. I, I think it's I think it's a good word of you know how do we protect? We take the hit. Um, that yep. means internally, we shut up, get healthy, um, choose not to say certain things, uh, keep yep. things to ourselves, um, especially things that don't really matter. Um, and that's the the posture. And then externally, we're going to take the hit. We're going to protect those from um, the harm that could come at them from external sources. I'm going to step between them and whatever that harm is, um, because it's the right thing to do. Um, and that's how I love people well. I'm, I'm going to take the hit. Absolutely. Dude, I got nothing to add. I feel good about that. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.